So we welcome everyone to the inaugural Dafyomi Shir in Bayochai. Uh, those that have chosen to come show that they, they have a true thirst uh, for greatness, a thirst for knowledge, and that's something, the key component to learning Dafyomi is that thirst exists. So Chazaka Baruch Talavyum. Mishnayot Gemara begins with Mesachet Brachot, which mainly deal with um, blessings, as the, you know, the title indicates. Uh, the first chapter uh, deals with the laws of Kriyat Shema. So it's the blessing or the, the prayer of Kriyat Shema, uh, because that's the first mitzvah. When you become Bar Mitzvah, you become Bar Mitzvah night. What's the first mitzvah you're commanded in? Immediately, is Kriyat Shema. So that's why the Mishnah, according to some, begins uh, with Kriyat Shema, that's the first commandment. So let us begin. When does one begin to recite Kriyat Shema? Meaning, uh, when is the proper time to fulfill the mitzvah of the night time Kriya Shema? Right? We know there's a Kriya Shema in the morning. There's a Kriya Shema that's supposed to be said at night. When does the nighttime obligation begin? Right? Does the sun set or is it three stars? Right? When is the exact uh, time? So the Mishnah says, Mishash HaKohanim Nechnasim Lechel B'Tshumasan. It says, from the time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat their truma. What does that mean? That means, as, the, as we'll see clearly in the Gemara, we're talking about a case where Kohen was Tameh, he was impure, okay, he was impure, and then he went to the mikvah during the day. However, the mikvah doesn't immediately purify him, he has to wait for nightfall. He has to wait for nightfall. Okay, again, so he has to wait for that day to pass. He was Tameh in the morning, he went to the mikvah, because he touched the sherets, whatever it might be, caused his toma. So he has to wait for the day to pass. When do we consider the day, uh, the, 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 when do we consider that the day passed? Once, um, sorry, when do we consider the, uh, the day to uh, pass? So that we'll see in the Gemara. Meaning, the time that you begin to say Kriyashma at night is the same exact time that the Kohanim become permitted to eat the Truma. It's the same exact thing. Now the mission didn't tell us when the Kohanim are permitted to eat Truma, right? It kind of left that thing out. It just told us they're the same. The same time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat the Truma, meaning that you could assume the day has passed, that's the same exact thing as the beginning of the proper time to say Kriyat Shema. Now, when is the ending time, which is the main focus of the Mishnah now? At Sofa Shmur HaRishona. The time, the ending time to say Kriyat Shema, do we, do we give it the whole night? Do we give it until the morning? Do we give it until Chatzot, the middle of the night? When is the ending time for the recitation of Shema? So the, the Mishnah says, At Sof Ashmura Rishona, which means a third of the night. Again, the Gemara will explain what this means, Ashmuram, but it means the third of the night. So let me just give a bit of a background for a moment. When the Torah says to read Krishma, it doesn't say, it doesn't use the words day and night. What words does it use? Right? When you go to sleep and when you get up. So the Torah does not use the regular terms of day and night. It uses when you go to sleep. That's when you should say Shema. So the next opinions, the opinions that we mentioned in the Mishnah, are trying to figure out, well, when do we consider the time of sleeping? The first opinion says that until a third of the night, people are going to sleep. So that's when you have the time to say Krishna. As long as people are going to sleep, that's when Krishna can be recited. But after that, after a third of the night, everyone's asleep. No one is going to sleep. So people are asleep at that time. Therefore, it's no longer the time to say Shema. That's the first opinion. At Sofa Shmur Rishona, which means a third of the night, Divir Rebel Yezer. The Chachamim say Ar Chachamim say you have until the middle of the night. Because 
And we'll see exactly the reason uh, for their opinion. Uh, it would seem like what the Chachamim hold is that really you have the whole night, because we don't care about whether, uh, we don't read the Pasuk that it means you're going to sleep, it means as long as you're sleeping, you're able to say Shema. However, Chachamim say, we want to make sure that uh, you say it before you end up falling asleep, and then you actually won't say it at all. Meaning it's more of a, a rabbinical addition, rabbinical decree, that really you have the whole night, but they said until Chatzot, because lest uh, you fall asleep, right? You know, it's 11 o'clock at night, oh, I have more time. And then you'll fall asleep, and you won't say the Shema at all. So therefore, the Chachamim say, Ad Chatzot. Rabbi Gamliel, Omer Ad Shiyala Amur Gamliel says, you have until dawn. Rabbi says, you have the whole night to say Shema. Okay, so we have, so far mentioned, four things in the mission. The beginning time to say Shema is the same time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat their truma, which we will see in the Gemara. It means, Tzai means when the stars come out. And then when is the ending time? Either a third of the night, in the middle of the night, or you have until morning. Okay, so those are the three opinions. Now the Gemara, now the mission will bring a story. Maisu Banav Mi Beita Mishnah. There was a story that the children of Gamil came from a party. Amr Lo, they said to Rav Gamil, Lo Karinu et Shema, we didn't read the Shema. Right? Amr Lahem, Imlo Amr Shachar. If dawn has not come, right? I mean, the sun has not risen at all, then it's time you could still say Shema. Chayavan Atem Likras, you're still permitted, uh, you're still Chayav to read, right? It's still time. Meaning, it sounds like the students thought it was past Chatzot, it was past the middle of the night. They thought they could no longer say. Says the Gamil, as long as Amr Shachar hasn't come, you, you could still say. And not only that, Amru, the Chachamim said, Rather, every time the Chachamim said until Chatzot, really the mitzvah, meaning the oraita, the biblical obligation, exists until dawn. Meaning, what Gamil seems to be saying, it's not 100% clear, but what he seems to be saying is that you thought that after middle of the night, you could no longer say Shema, like the opinion of the Chachamim, says Gamil, that the Chamim only meant as an additional rabbinical decree that, you know, we want you to say uh, up to Chatzot because you might fall asleep and you might not end up saying it. However, even they will agree that if Chatzot has passed, right, you should still say it because the biblical commandment still exists. Meaning the Chatzot was just a, a, a rabbanon, it was just a rabbinical uh, decree that said we want you to read it from the middle of the night because you might fall asleep. So Ram Gamil is coming to say that besides my opinion, that you could read Krishma until dawn. Even like the Chachamim, who say you only have until middle of the night, that was only the Rabbanon. But Minatorah, right, biblically speaking, you have until dawn uh, to say the Shema, and therefore even though Chatzot has passed, you could still say the Shema. And he gives other examples of this idea where Chatzot is just a Rabbanon, it's just a rabbinical addition, rabbinical decree. Where else do we find this? We find this by Hector Chalavim Veivarim, that when it comes to the burning of the fats, on, in the Beis HaMikdash, that we know that once the night has passed, uh, you can no longer burn them. It's considered leftover meat. However, um, you really have until dawn. But still, there seems to be uh, some sort of additional derabanan to do al chatzos, right? Where do we find this? Hector chalavim veivarim, mitzvat anachiyalom anashachar, the burning of the fats uh, could take place until dawn. Bechol hanechalim, liyom echad, mitzvat anachiyalom anashachar. Also, when it comes to nechalim, meaning there are certain karbanot where you only have one day to eat, right? Let's say one day and one night to eat. So when do we consider the night to have passed? Meaning the rule is that if you have one day and one night to eat something, then the next day it's going to be considered leftovers and you can no longer eat the sacrificial uh, food. 
So when do we consider the night to have passed? Minat Torah, we consider it done. We consider it Murashachah. However, the rabbis always added a gezerah that any time you have a mitzvah until dawn, they really said do it before chatzot. Because they were concerned, that you might, which makes a lot of sense, they were concerned at 11 p.m. a person might say, oh, I have more time, and then I'll fall asleep. So Rabbi Gamil is giving examples where min Torah, the mitzvah was until dawn. However, the chachamim added and said you should do it before uh, chatzot. The chachamim could disagree with this. What? The chachamim could disagree with this. It's different. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, so, uh, us. Those, those, those are all, those are nightmares. So, 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 so most of so in other words, Rabbi Tosh was asking, maybe the Rabbi Gamliel seemed to be interpreting the opinion of the Chachamim. I give me three opinions. Third of the night, Chachamim is until Chatzot, Rabbi Gamil is until dawn. And Rabbi Gamil suggested, even according to the Chachamim, that it's until Chatzot, that was only a rabbinical addition, right? That wasn't Minat Torah. But how does Rabbi Gamil know that? Maybe the Chachamim say that until the middle of the night, that's when people are still going to sleep, right? In other words, maybe night does mean until dawn, but when it comes to Shema, where the key is going to sleep, maybe Chatzot is biblical. Uh, but that, does, that, that doesn't seem to be the, uh, the Rishonim don't seem to understand it like that. They seem to understand that there's either going to sleep or being asleep. And therefore, Chachamim seems to hold that Minat Torah, you wouldn't be able to do it till dawn. Um, so just read, in Cain, let's just finish the Mishnah. If that's the case, why do the Chachamim um, say you only have it until Chatzot? to distance a person from doing an Avera. Meaning they wanted to make sure that the person will actually end up saying Shema, and therefore they made a Gezerah that you should say Shema before Chatzos. Now, this is just, before we begin the Gemara, this is an actual Halacha. One is supposed to say Kriya Shema uh, before Chatzos. So if you realize you haven't uh, said it, uh, don't look at when Don is going to happen, but you, then you have to take out your calendar and see when Chatzot is. Because again, Chatzot is the ending time for Shema. Okay, so that's the first uh, Mishnah. Good? Right? Pretty, again, pretty basic. Yes? Are you reading the central column? Yeah, the central column. Yeah. So now the Gemara, yeah, the sides I will sometimes speak out, sometimes not. The Gemara continues. It says Tana. If you notice, what's the first letter of the Gemara? Is a Taf. Right? The first letter, right? The first letter of the Gemara and then Tana. Right? Right, right here we're over here. Tana. Yeah. Tana. So the first letter is a tough. The first letter of the Mishnayos is Mem. And the first letter of the Aseris Adibros is, right, the Ten Commandments is Aleph. Anochi Hashem Lokecha. Which spells the word Emes. The Torah, Ten Commandments begin with Aleph. Mishnayos begin with Mem. Gemara begins with tough. So those that liked these sort of hints, uh, the Emes is the overarching theme of studying Torah. As that's what we are ultimately searching for is the Emet and Torah, Mishnah and Gemara is what spreads the truth. Says the Gemara, Tana hechi kai, dikatani me'imatai. The Tana, again, Mishnayot, the sages of the Mishnah are referred to as a Tana. Tana hechi kai, dikatani me'imatai. What is the Tana going on that he just said me'imatai, that he just said when? Meaning, very simple question. If you were beginning to write the Mishnayot, before you start talking about the time of Krishna, what should be the first thing you should say? What is Krishna, right? There is a mitzvah to say Krishna. And then we discuss, okay, what is the proper time to say Krishna? So the Gemara wants to know, what is the Tana going on, right? What, it's not a proper way to begin a Mishnah. First we should say the 
commandment to recite Shema, and then we could have the details of when to say Shema. So, Tana Hechi Kayi Dikatani Meimatai. What is the sage, the Tana going on, that he just said Meimatai? Visu, Maishna Ditani Baravit Bereisho, Lisni Dishachit Bereisho. Furthermore, why don't we first study the Krishma of night? We should first study the Krishma of morning, right? The day begins, well, I, I guess that's part of the discussion over here, but you get up in the morning, we should discuss the Krishma of the morning. That, that's the, usually the way we look at the order of things, morning, then night. So two questions. First of all, what is the Mishnah going on that I just mentioned? What is the time for Krishma? And number two, why did it learn the evening Krishma before the morning Krishma? Listening to Shachas Bereisha. So answers the Gemara, Tana Akrokai. The Mishnah is going on the Pasuk. It's going on the Pasuk, which also stated the Kriyashma of night first. Because what did it say? When you go to sleep and when you get up. So the same way the... Sorry. So, so the same way the Torah begins with the night Kriyashma. Therefore, we also begin with the night Kriyashma. And furthermore, the Mishnah is going on the Pasuk. Meaning, what, the, what this first Gemara seems to be saying, I always enjoy this Gemara, is that... You know, the general order of things is first you study the Torah and then you study Gemara. So the Gemara is asking, so the Gemara's first question is, how did the Mishnah should have first started with that there is a mitzvah to say Krishna, right? What's it going on? On that, the Gemara says, oh, you got you to know some Sukkim first. You got to know some Torah. What does it say in the Torah? To say Krishna. Meaning, we don't need the Mishnah to spell out say Krishna because the Torah says very clearly when you get up in the morning and you, when you go to sleep, you should say Krishna. So we're answering both questions with one answer. Right, so we said the nighttime Kriyashma first because that's the order of the Torah. The Torah also stated it like that. And number two, the Mishnah is going on the Torah. The Torah said the, the mitzvah to say Kriyashma. So we don't need the Mishnah to uh, reiterate or to repeat what the Torah said very clearly. Fine. And this is uh, and this is the way you're supposed to read the Mishnah. When is the time of sleeping, that we should say Krishma, because that's the term that the Torah used. On that we said the time uh, is It's the same time that Kohanim become permitted to eat the Truma. Okay, so that's one answer. Another answer, as Rashi points out, it's really another answer to the second question. It's another answer to why we began with the nighttime Krishma, not the morning Krishma. The answer is Yalif mi Briyata Shalom. We learn from the creation of the world. When the Torah in the beginning of Genesis and Bereshit is talking about the creation of the world, what did it say? And it was evening and morning. So the Torah also um, says it in that order of night and then uh, morning. So I, there seems to be an obvious question over here, and that is we, we know the Jewish daytime begins at night, so what exactly is the Gemara's question? But we'll leave that standing for now. The Gemara continues, if that's the case, that nighttime precedes the daytime, then what about the next Mishnah? The Seifa Dekatani, the next Mishnah says, The next Mishnah that's going to follow this one, it says that, in the, it talks about the, the blessings of Krishna. It says the morning Krishna has two blessings before one after, the evening Krishna has two, two brachos before and two afterwards. But if you notice, it switches the order. When it talks about the brachot of Kriyashma, right, those blessings that we say before Kriyashma, it puts the morning one before nighttime. So answers the Gemara, that's not such a big deal. Tana pasach ba'arvis v'hada, tana b'shachris. 
that first the Tana started off with evening, because that's what you always start off with, with the night. And then it spoke about morning. And then once it was, then Ad the Koi Beshachos, Parish Mili Deshachos. Once it was already talking about the, the, the Shachrit and it was moving on to the next subject, so we just stuck with the Shachrit, Kirchma. I'll explain more in a moment. And then it went on to explain Arvid. So again, it makes sense to start with the nighttime Krishma, because the Torah always starts with the night and then you go on to the day. And then once we're getting into the details of the Krishma regarding the blessings, once we're on the subject, so we'll just continue to study the subject of the morning Krishma, and then we'll go back to the Arvid Krishma. Right? It's like, again, one, oh, so once we're on the subject of the morning Krishma, by the way, there are two blessings before and one blessing after. So it's not like a contradiction. To what the order is supposed to be. It, it, it mentions the it mentions the, the, the rules of the morning brachot of Krishna before the nighttime yeah, yeah, blessings. Yeah. I, I believe it's on Daf. Yeah. Ah, okay, fine. So now let's get to now that we kind of discussed the language of the Mishnah. Now we're going to discuss the laws of the Mishnah. What was the first law that was stated? The first law that was stated was that the time for Krishna begins. The same time that the Kohanim become permitted to eat Shuma. Now, when is that? Right? It's a very strange way uh, for the uh, Mishnah to say the law. Right? The Gemara is going to discuss why doesn't it just say when can you say Krishna when the stars come out? Why did it do this funny way from the same time that the Kohanim? And what is that time? What is the time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat Shuma? So says the Gemara. Amar Kohanim It's the same time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat Shuma. Nechdi Kohanim emat kaachli. Shuma. When could Kohanim begin to eat Shuma? Right? Like, it says you could start Kishma when the Kohanim can eat Shuma. Okay, but when could the Kohanim begin to eat their Shuma? Says the Gemara, Mishat When the stars come out. Okay, so now we know the answer. You could say Kishma from when the stars come out. Okay, so listen to Mishat So why doesn't the Mishnah just tell us from when the, night, when the stars come out? Right? Good question. So answers the Gemara. It was, it, was, it was through this it was teaching us a chiddush that what that kohanim emas koachli b'tshuma that it was teaching us through saying it like this it was teaching us that when could kohanim eat shuma mishat tzeita kochavim it was teaching us that the time the proper time for kohanim to eat shuma is from tzeita kochavim is from when the stars uh, come out it's from tzeita kochavim meaning like this. The Gemara is going to go through a question of whether Kohanim could only eat Shuma in the morning, perhaps along with the, they have another sacrifice that they have to bring as part of the purification process, or they could, go, they could eat immediately when the day passes and it's nighttime. So those are really the two options the Gemara has, either nighttime or they have to wait until the next morning, and perhaps in addition they have to wait till they bring their karban to the sacrifice. So if our Mishnah says that the nighttime Kriyashima is when the Kohanim could eat Shruma, so that means that what? That the Kohanim could eat Shruma in the night. And they don't have to wait until the morning, right? Because obviously the nighttime Kriyashima is not in the morning. So, therefore it's clear that it's the nighttime. Now, it seems obvious to the Gemara that once it's the nighttime, nighttime would be Tzaita Kohavim. That's what the Gemara is going to, to show. Okay, so again, there were two options here. Kohanim could either eat when the night arrived or they had to wait until the morning. From the fact that the Mishnah chose to use the Kohanim as an example of that time shows us that they're permitted to eat at night. Now, when would that be? That would be when the stars come out. And that's what the Gemara is going uh, to show. So again, it says, Kohanim eimat ko'achli, when could Kohanim eat? Uh, the stars come out. 
and it's teaching us a chiddush the kapara lo ma'akva that forgiveness, meaning the carbon is not ma'akev, meaning even though they have to bring a carbon, a sacrifice the next morning as part of their purification process, it's not essential. It doesn't hold them back from eating the truma. They're still considered pure enough to go ahead and, and partake in the truma. Now we're going to prove it from the following brayta. Kedetanya, that we learned in a brayta, Ubo Hashemesh V'tiher. Okay, this is a pasuk that talks about when the Kohanim go to the mikvah, and it says, Three words here, and these are going to be the three words. Uba Hashemesh Vitiher. The sun came, but in this case, it doesn't mean the sun came, it means the sun left. Okay, that's what Uba Hashemesh means. Bias Shimsho Me'akva. It means that the sun went down. So again, it doesn't mean the sun arose, it means the sun went down. So Me'akva Malacha Vichuma. That's what holds it back from eating Chuma. Ve'en Kaparato Me'akva Malacha Vichuma. And the carbon does not hold you back from eating the Chuma. Okay, so now the Gemara wants to know, how do you, why do you read the Pasuk like that? The Gemara goes on like this. How do you know that the Pasuk means as follows? That what? The way we're translating it now is Bahashemesh means, means the sun came, which means the sun went down. What does Tihar mean? Tihar Yoma. The word Tihar Yoma means that the day is completely cleansed. Now what does it mean for a day to be completely cleansed? How do you have a day to be completely cleansed? That means that the day is completely gone, right? When is the day completely gone? When the stars come out. So in other words, the sun going down refers to sunset. Tihar Yoma means the day is complete. There's no sign of the day. When, is, when does that exist? When the stars come out and there's literally no light left in the world. So turn the page over here. May, how do you know that's what the Pasuk means? Maybe what it means is Dilma Bias Orahu. Maybe Bashamish means when the sun comes up. When, right? when the sun came, which means when the sun rises. And what does tihar mean? Tihar gavra. It means that the person has to purify himself. Right? So again, there's two ways to read the Pasuk. Either means the sun went down and the day was completely cleansed, which means it's, it's, it's gone, and we have to wait till Tzetakochavim. Or maybe it means biatoro, that the sun came up, and tihar means that he, the person has to do something, which is what? He has to bring a carbon. Says the Gemara, no, because you have to know a little diktuk. The Pasuk Shev said, which is like a verb, as, or it's more of like a, a mitzvah, it's like a commandment. It should have said, he should purify himself. Right? That's what it should have said. My vitiher, tiher sounds like it's something that, that just happens by itself. Says the Gemara, tiher yoma, means the day itself was cleansed. Like there's a saying that people say, irav shimsham. The sun goes down, v'idki yoma, and the day has been purified, or the day is clean. What does that mean? That means the day is completely gone. So in other words, if the Torah had meant that he should do something, he should go to the mikvah, then it should have said v'yitaher, right? The fact that it says v'tiher means it's like it's something that happened by itself, which means that the day is completely gone. Fine. Uh, just a few more lines on this subject. B'marava in Israel, uh, they had the following... Uh, Thing take place. In Israel, they didn't hear about Rabbi Barshila's statement. And they had the following, they had the same question. Do you understand the Pasuk? Do you understand the Pasuk to mean that, that the sun went down and the day was completely cleansed, which means, which means when the stars come out? It means when the sun comes up. And, and the Vitahar means that the person has to bring a carbon. 
So they didn't have the statement of Rabbi Barshilo, so they had to prove it from a Brayta. It says in the Brayta, right, that a similar davar for the time of uh, the Kohanim is meaning, in other words, that it said quite clearly that, um, sorry, that, that they learned from a Brayta that the time to say Kriyashma is from the, is the same time that the Kohanim could eat Shumas. So you see that it's Tzaytah Kochavim. So Shema Minam, Biat Shimsha, Umay Betir, Tihar Yoma. Right? Meaning, the, they're proving it from the Brayta, which says that the time that the Kohanim could begin to eat Shuma is the time that you could start saying Shema. So you see quite clearly that the Kohanim are permitted to eat Shuma already in the night, and they don't have to wait until the morning. Okay, so that's the the end of this part of the Gemara, right? So what do we accomplish in this part of the Gemara? Is two things. Number one, we've established that the Kohanim Kiri Truma from Teta Kochavim, right? From nightfall. Based on the Pasuk of Uba HaShemesh Vitihar Yoma, the day is completely gone, which would be when the stars come out. So that's what we've established. And we've also uh, gone through how to understand the Pasuk, and that's the, what we concluded. And number two, uh, the reason why we use that as an example in our Mishnah, is just to show this new halacha, which is that not only does Krishma begin when the stars come out, but also that's when the Kohanim Kriyichum, and that's why we chose it to be as an example. Fine. Is it the normal way of this, that when he wants to train, teach subject A, yeah. he goes to subject X, Beings. and then come back to subject B? Extremely why, common. Why doesn't go straight forward, talk about this main subject, which was what time? And then, no, it's, but, yeah, so, the student is supposed to know everything else. Yeah, if I know right, that, right, right, right. It's, 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 it's a good question. Time does not permit, but I, I, I want to answer, I, I will answer your question at a different time. Did you, did you jump like a few pages later or just one page? What? No, so the, the way the art school does it is that <laughs> every three pages, in my thing, is one page because it takes oh. them time to do the English on the right side. So we're on uh, 2B. Right, the Gemara begins on page two, uh, because well, I'll explain that a different time. Then is the Gemara. Uraminu, sorry, Amar Mar. Mishasha Kohanim Nechnasim Lachal Bitchumas. And our Mishnah said and took it for granted that the time to start saying Krishmas from the same time that the Kohanim Kiri Truma, which is when Tzeta Kochavim, when the stars come out. Uraminu, we have a contradiction. Mimata Karnesh Mabaravin. When is the proper time to say Shema? It says in a different place. Mishasha Ani Nechnas Lachal Pito Bamelach. It says from the time that the poor person comes to eat his bread with salt, meaning from the time that a poor person begins his meal. Until, the, you know, until basically the time comes to when he finishes his meal. Now, the thing about a poor person is that he doesn't have, uh, so he doesn't have, uh, too, he doesn't have money to spend on candles. So therefore, he has to eat towards the beginning of the night. So that's why there's a, begin, a bit of a confusion uh, about when is this exact time. So the Gemara... Where is this coming from? This, uh, it's just a brighter. It's a brighter. So again, the brighter says the time to say Krishna is the same time that poor people generally start the meal. The ending time is when they finish their meal. Okay, so the Gemara says, is this a contradiction? So the Gemara says, Seifa va the end of the Brayta, which says the ending time for sure is not in agreement with our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says until a third of the night, they end their meal for sure before that. But Reisha, the beginning of the Mishnah, mi leima pligia matnitsin, do we have to say that it argues on our Mishnah? Meaning, maybe the time that the poor people begin their meal is the same time as when the stars come out. Says Marlo, you don't have to say that it argues. Ani v'koin chachiyuru. 
The time that the Kohanim begin to eat their chuma and the time that the poor people begin their meal is the same exact time. Fine. So again, only the ending of the Mishnah, which says the ending time for when Kriyashma is, when they finish their meal, that's a contradiction to our Mishnah. Right? But the first part, which states uh, the beginning time, it could be that's exactly the same. That the Ani, again, this is important, that the poor person begins his meal the same time as when the stars come out. Ure Minu asks the Gemara, but the, 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 it seems to be that that's not true. We have another bright um, which says as follows, When is the proper time to say Krishna in the evening? It says when people, not poor people, when people begin on Arve Shabbatot. On, so we're not talking about the weekday. It says at the same time that people eat their Friday night meal, which we assume is pretty early. That's the words of Rabbi Meir. The Chachamim say, from the time that the Kohanim eat their truma, which is, would be the same thing as our Mishnah. Similar davar tzayta kochavim, which is what? Tzayta kochavim. V'afo pishain raila davar, even though I don't have a clear pasuk to support this, that Shema should begin when the stars come out. However, there is some sort of hint in the pasuk. Zeichle davar, which pasuk? Which pasuk has a hint? Shenemar, like the pasuk says, vanachnu osim b'malacham, Right, it says, we do melacha, right, we do uh, work. One second over here. Oh, there it is. So it says that people did work from dawn until tzaytah So it says that people did work So it says that people did work from dawn until So usually people work by day and people, work, you know, and people stop working by night. So the fact that the Pasuk says we work from dawn until when the stars come out, that seems to show that daytime is from dawn until when the stars come out, and nighttime begins afterwards. Va'omer, another pasuk to support this, is Laila Mishmar, the night is there to guard or to wait. And the day is for work. So again, so we have, so the Gemara wants to know why do we need two psukim? Again, we're bringing psukim to show that nighttime begins when the stars come out. Now, the reason why this is a bit strange is because what do we say Krishna is dependent on? Night or something else? The time? Time of time of Chuma, but no, but how did the Pasuk tell us? So, so it's a bit strange that the Gemara is bringing Psukim to support the time to say Krishna is that, oh, when does night start? When people finish work. When do people finish work? When the stars come out. What do you mean? But we don't care about day and night, we care about time to go to sleep or not time to go to sleep. So that's why, if you notice, it didn't say this is a proof. It says Zechel Adavar. It says Zechel. Some sort of additional hint, but it's, that's what Tosu says, but it's not perfect because, again, it doesn't really explain, uh, it doesn't really uh, help Kriyashma, which is dependent on the time for sleeping. Now, the Gemara wants to know why do you need two psukim? Maiva Omer, why do you need a second pasuk? Maybe really when the sun goes down, it's nighttime. So, why are they working until when the stars come out? They stay at work late, they go to work early, so the fact that the the first Pasuk says that the work time is from dawn until Tzayta Kochavim that doesn't show us that nighttime begins from when the stars come out. Maybe nighttime begins by sunset, but they stay at work late, right? First year lawyers, right? You can't prove day and night from their work hours. They got to stay late at work or they got to go early. So that's why we need the second Pasuk which says very clearly, Hayom Melacha, right? The, the Pasuk, which was the next Pasuk over there in Nehemia, says very clearly that Hayom Melacha, Day is for work. So if the Pasuk right before said that 
the day, the work day ends when the stars come out. So that shows you that that's when night will begin. So let's continue over here. Tashma. Right? Uh, so Tashma, I learned about Mishma of Yom Melacha. Okay. So the, the question is as following. The, the, the Gemara is asking that we just said that the time that poor people begin their meal on a weekday is the same time that Kohanim are permitted to eat their chuma. Yet in this Brighta it said that regular people begin their meal, their Friday night meal, at a different time than what the Kohanim eat chuma, because there was a dispute. One opinion said Krishma begins when people begin their meal. And the other opinion who argued and said, no, Krishma begins when Kohanim are permitted to eat their chuma. So you see there's, those are two different times. So the Gemara thinks, We think right now that when people begin their meal is the same exact time that poor people will begin their meal. And if that's going to be the same, the Chachamim would be the same opinion as Rameyer. Rather must be, Rather must be that the Ani is one time and the Kohen is one time. So you see that they are two different views and it's not the exact same time. Says the Gemara, no, you, you made a, a wrong assumption. Lo, Ani v'Kohen chachiruhu. The, when the Ani starts his meal is the same time when the Kohen is permitted to eat Shuma. But Ani b'nei Adam lav chachiruhu. But the time that people begin their meal on Shabbat is different than when poor people begin their meal on a weekday. So therefore, we, at this point, um, it's, oh, it, it's still not a contradiction. And that the opinion who says that Krishma begins when poor people begin their meal on a weekday could be the same as when Kohanim are permitted to Chuma. But it's for sure true that B'nai Adam, that when people begin their meal on Friday night, is definitely going to be uh, earlier than the time that the Kohanim or poor people begin their meal. I thought it made yeah. means that they're not, there's a Maslow. Right, but, but the Ani the Kohen but the opinion of Ani and Kohen, in other words, the original bright that we brought, or Minu, is still not a question. Understand? The original brighter was that the, the opinion of Ani was different than the opinion of our Mishnah. Right? So we're saying that's not a contradiction. You're right. Chachamim and Ramey are definitely arguing because those are definitely two shiurim. Uh, it says the Gemara, Va'ani v'kohen chat Is it true that Ani and Kohen is, is one shiur that can't be? Or a minu? Because we're going to prove very clearly that Ani and Kohen are definitely two different times. Now we're going to quote, I believe, five opinions. Or a minu? The following, uh, we asked the following question. When is the time to say Krishna? It's the time when people generally say Kiddush on Erev Shabbos, which is before when the stars come out, because people say Kiddush early. Those are words of Rebbe Yezer. Bishua says, like our Mishnah, when the time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat their Chuma. Rabbi Meir Omer, Mishasha Kohanim, Tovlim Lechabichumasan. It's the time when the Kohanim go to the mikvah to eat their chuma. Now, this is very hard to understand because when do they go to the mikvah? During the day. The Gemara will ask the question. Rabbi Yehuda says, What do you mean, Kohanim go to the mikvah by day? They don't go to the mikvah at night, right? So, how could you say Krishma? Okay, the Gemara will get back to them. Rabbi Chanina Omer, Mishasha Ani Nechnas Lechal Pitom Bimelech. It's from the time when the poor person begins his meal. Fine. It's from the time that most people begin to eat their meal. So what do you see clearly? We mentioned, I don't know, it was it five or six opinions? 
But it's very clear that the time that poor people begin their meal is different from when Kohanim, because there's a dispute over here. We mentioned six different opinions. So clearly the opinion of a poor person is arguing the opinion of the Kohen. Says the Gemara, Vi Amrit Ani Vekon Chachiyuru. If you're going to say that the Ani and the Kohen is one Shi'ur, you have Chanina Haini Rabbi Yeshua. Then it's the same opinion. So we see that the time that the Kohen begins to eat is, go, you know, is permitted to eat the Chuma is different from the time that an Ani generally begins his meal. So basically we've established that the original bright that we brought all the way on the top of the Amr by the two dots is actually in contradiction with our Mishnah. So the, again, the time that a poor person will begin to eat is different than the time that Kohanim are permitted to eat their chuma. So now the Gemara has a question. Well, which one is later? What, what comes first? When the stars come out, when the Kohanim are permitted to eat their chuma, or when a poor person begins his meal? Says It's, it makes sense that the time of a poor person is later. Because if Ani is, is earlier than that, then that's probably the same time as Rebbe because they, they argue, which is, you know, when people begin to say Kiddush, so because um, that's the exact same time as Rebbe presumably the time for the poor person is actually after the stars come out. So rather we see from here that again an Ani, um, that the time for Ani is going to be a bit later than when the stars uh, come out. So basically what we... The whole point of the Ani that's what Rashi says, but I guess the point is that we use him as an example because that's still somewhat earlier in the night. That's what Rashi learned in the beginning of the Gemara. But it could be that's what the Gemara thought. Meaning, when we assume it was the same time as the Kohen, then maybe it made sense that it was the beginning of the night. So when maybe there's a little bit of, you know, um, depending on your opinion, there could still be some light out there. But now, but, now that we, but now that we said it's not the same time, then it has to be, then it has to be later. Um, one second. I guess we could technically... What time is it? 5.55. Should we go for it? A few more lines over here. Omar Mar. Four lines from the bottom. Omar Mar. Omar Leir Bihuda. Right? Reb Meir said that the time of Krishna begins when the Kohanim go to the mikvah. How can you tell me that Krishna begins the same time that the Kohanim go to the mikvah, Kohanim go to the mikvah during the day. The night of Krishma obviously starts after that. It says the Gemara, Shapir Kamale, Rebudah Meir. Rebudah asked a very good question. So Rameir Hachi Kamale, Rameir will respond as follows. Misavris da'ana abein hashmashos didach ko'amino. Do you think I was referring to your concept of bein hashmashos, what we call the twilight period of Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Light, we're not sure if it's day or night. Ana abein hashmashos dirabiyosi ko'amino. I was going under Ben Hashmashos to Because basically Rabbi Yossi says that Ben Hashmashos lasts like the, the length of a blink of an eye. Immediately before Tzaytah Kochavim. So Tzaytah Kochavim says 456, then Ben Hashmashos is 455. Maybe even less than that. Basically, there's... So daytime could be two minutes before Tzaytah Kochavim. Because he's saying that ben Hash, the time of Suffolk, Yom Suffolk, Layla is Keherifayim, like the blink of an eye. So it's one second. So you could go to the mikvah in the day, halachically day, but it's still going to be dark outside and there'll still be a time that people will be going to sleep. Because again, his bein hashmashot is very short. Right? That's what it says. Ana bein hashmashot derbiosi kamina. I'm referring to the bein hashmashot of rebiosi. To Amr rebiosi, like rebiosi says, bein hashmashot keref ein. Bein hashmashot goes very quickly. Zenichnas v'zeyotze. Right? It goes and comes. V'yef shalam And it's impossible to be omen on it. In other words, 
uh, the time that you'll be going to the mikvah will still be day, and therefore, um, but it'll still be a time to go to sleep, right? Because we usually assume there's a long period of time that's considered bein so you would have to go to the mikvah very early. If the twilight period, kedid is the gemara on gimel meralf, which on the next page, just three lines. Kasha der mayor der mayor. If you noticed in all the opinions we brought, there was a contradiction with the opinion of Rameyer. We once quoted that his opinion was that when people began to eat the bread meal, and another opinion, and the other quote from Rameyer was when they go to the mikvah, right? So we have a contradiction in the name of Rabbi Meir, right? One place Rameyer is quoted when people begin the meal, one place is quoted as when they go to the mikvah. It says the more, Trey Tanoi, leave the Rameyer. Those two students in the name of Rameyer. Kasha der Blazer der Bliezer. It's a question, you know, we also have a contradiction regarding the opinion of Rebbe Yezer. Rebbe Yezer in our Mishnah, and the Rebbe Yezer in the Brayta. So answers the Gemara, that, you know, it's two uh, students in the name of Rebbe Yezer. Another answer, that when our Mishnah said that the time to begin to say Krishna is from the Kohanim Ichuma, that wasn't in the name of Rebbe Yezer. The only thing Rebbe Yezer was commenting in our Mishnah was the ending time. Therefore, there's no contradiction as to when is the starting time to say Kriyashima. Okay, Shkalach. Chazaka, Baruch to all of you. Have a good day.